0: Good evening, happy new year, and welcome to season two, episode one of the Father's Aim Podcast. Of course, you know me. I am your girl Tina Shell, and joining me this time is Mr. Carnell Alexander. Welcome, Mr. Alexander.
1: Hi, welcome everybody. How are
0: you doing? (laughs) Mr. Alexander, thank you for coming on once again. And I asked you to come uh, be a guest because your story was sent to me by someone and I felt it to be pretty interesting. Um, Before we get into exactly why you're here, can you please let everyone know who exactly is Mr. Carnell Alexander?
1: Good evening, everybody. I'm Carnell Alexander. I'm a native of Detroit, Michigan. Uh, A father by default of a child that wasn't mine uh, while I was incarcerated. A young lady went to the state of Michigan that needed assistance for her kids. And she named me as the father to get the assistance because we had a previous one night stand,
2: I should say.
0: Okay, so so just just to get a little bit of insight on the situation, because like I was saying, the clip that was sent to me the lady willingly admitted, no, he's not the father, but I needed the benefits at the time. If you can, can you explain to me how she was able to do that without any type of paperwork or consent from you? Well,
1: in the state of Michigan and I think some other states across the United States, there are... Uh, if you name a person and he do not comply with their order within three years, whether he is or isn't the father, they name you father by default.
0: Why three years? Because so are you telling me that? <clears throat> I'm sorry. Are you telling me that she waited three years for benefits, or did No, no, no. Okay.
1: When, when, when they are supposed to serve you the subpoena to come to court to say if it's your child or if it's not my child, okay. uh, you have three year window in order to uh, answer that subpoena. Okay. okay. If you don't answer that subpoena in the three year window, they deem you dead by default. But not answering.
0: And you were able to not answer because you were incarcerated.
1: Well, actually, my case is a little crazy because I was arrested like 30 days after I got out of prison. So I had six months left on the window. But they played with the paperwork and the information for what reason, I don't know. But they wouldn't put me in touch with the young lady, nor would they get her into the court in those six months. So after the six months expired, it becomes a felony after so many thousands of dollars are not being paid into the child support. It becomes a felony. So. At, like 2012, it became a felony to me.
0: And then in, in 2012, at, at, what was the price at that point? or what has it what had it gotten up to? I'm sorry. <laughs> they
1: were they were talking like. Somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy, eighty thousand dollars on paperwork, and they had been taking money from uh, my wages and income taxes for several years. So that was up to about nineteen or twenty thousand. <sighs>
0: um, I, I I have to ask. So, when, when she went and said, okay, he's the father, and then you were found a father by default. Um, right. Also, in the clip that I was sent, you furnished a document that said, no, I am not the father. Right. So, after you gave the courts or whoever that document, what happened then?
1: Well, at the point that I got the DNA test, uh, I was on the felony and they had made me plea bargain to stay out of prison to five years probation. They had put me on a registered sex offenders list here in Michigan illegally because of this child support case and this new felony. They said my original prison term was to turn into a registered sex offender. And they were wrong, all lies. And let me, let, me, let me back you up a little bit, Ty. When, when, when she made the false accusation, they sent the process server to my father's house while I was incarcerated. And then he told another lie and said, I refused to sign the paperwork on my father's front porch. So it in turn made it more turmoil because now your court clerks are lying. Not only did she lie, but now they're following it up with another lie hmm. So that's why I sit here today with them owing me thirty two thousand dollars and them not wanting to give it back.
0: So at this point, it's safe to say that you are fighting to receive back the money that was taken from you for this child. That wasn't biologically yours.
1: Right. They don't want to get the money back. They say they don't give back money.
0: So when did when when did you yourself find out that uh, the clerk lied and said that you refused to sign the paperwork and all of that? So these intricate players in this situation, like how did you, I guess I would assume through your own investigation, you figured these right. things out. So how, how did you get to that point?
1: Well, I kept trying to get them to give me the young lady's information to get in touch with her to do it through her. But they were telling me that I waited too late. I needed to pay for the child. I got several transcripts in my possession that where we were arguing back and forth in the court, I wouldn't take what they were saying. And they didn't want to take what I was saying. So I went to a funeral here in Detroit and the young lady in question, her cousin and me, we all grew up together. So we know each other. Mm-hmm. And he was like, how you doing? I'm like, uh, well, your cousin got me in trouble about this child. and I ain't mad. Mm-hmm. So I went into the funeral home to view the body. He was outside. When I came back out, he had her on the phone. But like at this time, I had that felony. I had the five years probation. I had all these fake stuff that y'all had did to me. Mm-hmm. So she allowed me to get a DNA test. And when I took the DNA test and it came back zero, 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 I took it back to the court. The court locked me up for non-payment of the oversight fee of the case. And I told them, I'm not investing any more money into this case because this is not my job. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Now, let me tell you this. When the court actually put me on the probation, they sent me to the probation department but the probation department didn't have my court records. So I went back to the court and got the records myself under the Freedom of Information Act and took them to the probation department. Upon arriving at the probation department, the first morning I was there, the, 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 the gentleman who took my paperwork and proceeded to read it told me that it wasn't my child. So I asked him, what did you see that the court didn't see? He said they seen it. Mm-hmm. So this is how we got into the fight where they didn't want to, they didn't want to listen to me. I didn't want to listen to them. So I took the DNA test, and every day I went to court and sat in the courtroom with the yellow envelope and just looked at the judge until that fifth day she got mad at me. So mm-hmm. when I woke up that fifth, that Friday, I had a probation violation in there for not paying this oversight fee and I'm studying telling her it's not my baby I got a DNA test now I'm not going to pay any more money into this so when I went down there to address that uh, pro- probation violation mm-hmm. she locked me up for five days mm. illegally Wow! talking about that I had an old marijuana case and now we're going to arrest you for this so when I got to the to the to the place out here called Livonia, Michigan, where the marijuana case was, they explained to me we wasn't looking for you, nor was we coming to try to find you about some old marijuana case because these people are mad because you won't allow them to do what they're doing to you. Mm-hmm. Also, so we huh?
0: no go ahead. Go ahead. um so, also, the clip that that you sent well that I was sent you had a lawyer and right. She advocated on your behalf and she said that her goal was to keep you out of jail and to, you know, fix the situation. Do you still have have that lawyer or how long did you maintain that lawyer?
1: Uh, The lawyer came pro bono. She's a she's a church member of a friend of mine Mm -hmm. Uh, until we got to the point where uh, I was so defiant that nobody wants to really deal with me anymore because of my attitude. Mm -hmm. See, what they didn't know is that I had lived this life already through my parents. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. my mother died when I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. My sister put me out in the streets of Detroit at the age of 14. My mother had already frauded the system in my daddy's name with my daddy living in our house. So I had already been through this Mm -hmm. from a perspective of a kid watching his mother take advantage of the system. And I had to go down in 1986, three years before this case came about in my life, Mm -hmm. and tell these people what happened to my father. No disrespect to my mother who was deceased, but let me explain to you what happened so you'll leave him alone because I'm just getting out of prison and I live with him now. So is he a deadbeat dad or is he not a responsible father? No, I don't know what your terminology is, mm-hmm. but my father took care of us, as well as my mother got assistance from the government. That's what women were doing back then. That's not my fault. I no disrespect to my mother, mm-hmm. but I kept bringing these things up in court, and they didn't they didn't grasp to what I was talking about see, I haven't been to school since the eighth grade. So I used to ask the judge and them, and it's in the transcripts, well, where were you all at when this happened to me? My sister put me out at 14 years old in the streets of Detroit. Nobody cared. Now, all the way full circle in 1989, you tell me that I got to pay for somebody's child, and I know it's not mine? Because you all didn't do your paperwork. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're stuck at now, because they still have my money, And after the state attorney general told them, uh, I think it was February 10th, 2015, to stop this uh, madness against me, they continued to take money. Now, the money that they continued to take, they tried to send that back in nine, I think it's nine checks that I got, nothing over $65, nothing no, yeah, $65.77. And to humiliate me, one of the checks that I can go get says $4.81. Child supporters never took $4.81 from anybody. $481 but not $4.81. Why would you take that out of my check? What you do with that?
0: Right, because the system is so screwed up. Instead of taking the $4, they would arrest you first.
1: Right. They'd rather put me in jail and get a bond for about $100 or $200. And see, that's some other things that I brought to their attention. Where's all this bond money that I was bonding out on these bonds when over the years when you wouldn't tell me where this lady was? Because the the, the the young man that we're talking about is 32 years old. Now. This is not a kid. You were not chasing me for a kid. You were chasing me for a grown man support. Wow. And it wasn't even my grown man. Now, like I told you earlier, I found out about a son that if I, I, I'm going to send you the picture, or did I send you the picture by text? I'm going to send you the picture by text and show you this is definitely my son. Mm-hmm. But he's been getting hired hid from me here in Michigan for 36 years.
0: We and finally it, finna meet. That's fine. And, and that's on the mother's behalf.
1: Yes. She's been lying, blaming him on another guy letting him believe that the boy was his. And then the other man I had to tell this young man, I knew all the time you wasn't my son. I know who your father is. But these are the games that they allowed to play. And, and, and I've, I've, I've recently in my life, seven years ago, joined the Detroit Black Panthers. So I am a Black Panther in Detroit. There's 64,000 black women missing in America. We say more, we say millions. But they saying 64,000 of you precious mothers, ladies of color, are missing, okay? Mm-hmm. How many people got blamed like me and didn't have the patience to fight 31 years? Right. How many shaking baby syndromes are there where children are dying? So this is why your show and shows like this is so important to get this out here so that we can come together as mother and fathers and fix our system killing our kids through the name of child support? It's so that serious?
0: I have to ask, because uh, you, earlier you asked me, you know, about where I was from and I am from Baltimore. And there was a story that came up over the holiday. Um, there was a man um, that he lost it. Um, I don't really know the specifics, so I won't get into it. But on the surface, it looks like there were two women, an ex-wife and a girlfriend. Uh, one was pregnant. One already had the kids. And for whatever reason, they were withholding the kids from him. And he had been going through so much in the system to try to get uh, visitation with his kids, you know, to see his kids. Well, sadly, he lost it. He killed himself. And he killed the two women, but he did not kill the babies. So I'm asking, in your opinion, because it seems like everything that you went through was a lot. And I would assume that anything in that magnitude will take uh, a good hold on your mental health. I want to know what were some of the things that you went through mentally as you were fighting for this?
1: Oh, as, as I said, uh, I was degraded to the point where I left courtrooms with literally crying as a grown man, uh, not understanding why I couldn't be heard about an issue that I had nothing to do with. I, I, I wanted to know why people didn't have the compassion to listen to me as though you listened to the lies. But here's the man standing here telling you the truth. It's not my child. I don't know how this happened. I don't know what her actions is. I can't explain that to you. But if you get us together, you will see that I'm not the person that you are preceding me to be, and I did not commit what you are calling a crime. It shouldn't be a crime for us not feeding our children. There should be the same support that you want to give a mother. You should be trying to get that to a father, not lock him up and make him a felon because you're putting him in this situation. But to answer your question, I feel that when the judge wouldn't accept my DNA test, mm-hmm. the five hundred dollar and fifty DNA test that I took that was legal, uh, court. It was legal to the court. Mm-hmm. She sent the police in my house about that weed case. Mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact, and I'm only putting this out here on your show. So I haven't I, been home since. I haven't been home since that day.
0: So it's safe to say I seat. live. The, the, I
1: live in a whole nother part of Detroit.
0: Okay.
1: My mail does not come where I live. Okay. I felt very threatened for my life because I exposed the state of Michigan, and as I begin to speak across the country, I come to understand that it's not just the state of Michigan; it's the federal government mm-hmm. who's taking advantage of us in the name of our kids and keep. Mothers and fathers like you and I fighting each other mm-hmm. while our kids are dying in the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially here in Detroit. We're losing babies every day. And like I say, I'm a community activist. I'm out here. Young ladies in the car with these young men and they don't have a father and they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing and they shoot up that car. Now we've lost a young man and a young woman. Because we don't have the right guidance, because we're now here fighting about the child support check. Right, we're not keeping it about the kids. And right. I praise my son's mother, who me and her were able to do it without that system, and we kept it about the son. We didn't; it wasn't about me and her. We knew we couldn't be together no more, but we can raise our child together. And unfortunately he got killed in a car accident, so he's no longer with us. He's an ancestor. But it it, it my teachings now and my across the country speaking is for us to come together in this fight. Not look for that check. That check is not important.
0: Well, and and I will I will absolutely agree with you about the check is not important. To me, it's more so the time that is spent with the child uh like you said especially these boy children and because even with the violence and stuff that's going on we still have police brutality and and even the the system the system is not favored for our men so my question to you is because this seems like it's a lot so if somebody came to you in a perfect world and said okay because she did what she did and because you had to go through whatever you had to go through, what do you feel like? Because here's my opinion. Women are not held accountable for their actions. And that's it. Uh, like I said, the men, they don't pay child support. They go to jail. They lose their license. They can't get a, a a passport or whatever the case. A woman withholds her child and, and there's, there's a father who wants to fight and he fights and he fights and he fights, but he's held up in the court or he's got to come back every six months or you got to have a stack of paperwork to prove what you're saying and it's not fair. So I want to know, in your opinion, what do you feel like a suitable consequence would be to mothers who either withhold the children or, you know, do things like this, you know, lie to get a check or, or whatever the case?
1: Well the system the system built itself to support the push for the mother to take advantage of the father. I I, I look back when they made equal rights to women and men working. Mm-hmm. It, it it goes back that far to say that they were trying to annihilate the man from the household to unstable the black family. We had stable black families back there. We had people trying to get married. Now we have baby mama, baby daddy drama. That's what we got. We don't have parents. We had two people. And I've I've said this in one of my uh, speeches and a mother attacked me. But like I told her mother, were the first one to speak, and you said you were mad at our mayor and our police chief for your son getting killed, but had you stayed involved with his father and not worried about the money part, worried about the physical part of this baby and the mentality of uh, what what we don't know, I I don't want to switch stories, but what we need to understand as parents is that we have two bloodlines inside of one body fighting to become one person. Mm -hmm. So there's no one person that can raise a child by himself, not the father, not the mother. We need to do this together.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, and if we dig deep into our past and into our uh, heritage, we might be cousins, some kind of way trying to raise a baby we didn't create it because we didn't been so disconnected from our family and our you know and our ancestors we don't understand Mm -hmm. and it happened in my family so people can say it don't happen and i can show you an obituary where a brother gave his sister two kids Mm -hmm. because nobody's teaching Mm -hmm. we too busy fighting right the government, the one making the money, he gets 66% off every dollar he collect back from us through you all. But there go again. Why can we get that same support as a man that the mother gets?
0: Yeah, and, and I agree, especially when, uh, because there are two types of fathers. There are the fathers that do, and there's the fathers that don't want to. So right. the, the ones that do want to, I don't. And I agree with you. I don't understand why a person can't look at someone and say, okay, he's trying. Let me give him the benefit of the doubt or at least hear his side of the story. Usually often, and it, it's a lot often, it's you like you said, why we can't just get along and raise the kids. And I agree. But a lot of times it's the mother and she's mad because he's got somebody else or- yeah. She's not getting what she needs to get out of them or or whatever the case. How do you what do you feel like? Because because, again, and it might not reach the extent to which your situation, but there are a lot of mothers that say, hey, okay, I'm mad. So I'm going to put you in the system or, oh, I see you on the Internet and you at the club, but I asked you for five dollars or whatever the case and I can't get it. So now I'm mad. So I, I just wanna know to, to not make it so easy and, and don't get me wrong, cause I am a mother myself and I do understand that it takes money to do anything. Um, But as far as the kids, it's not all about money. So what 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 would you say would be something that could be possibly put in place to not make it so easy for a mother to say, I wanna put him on child support.
1: I'm mad, and here's the paperwork. I did a uh, protest about this, and I walked 85 miles. I don't know if you've seen that video, but it's on YouTube too. Three men walked from Detroit to Lansing State Capitol. Uh, my implant meant to the state officials, state reps, and state senators that came out that morning and talked to us when we made it, the, you know, the journey there. Uh, was to implant DNA at birth. You know, and I really thought about it should be unwedded birth, but then I met Pastor Matt, who has three children. He thought where he is, two of them wasn't. He's married to the first lady, he was working at Ford. He was, uh, running the church and working at Ford, doing what he was supposed to be doing but first lady had two kids outside of their marriage so with with meeting pastor matt i implement me to make it right dna when the baby is born Mm -hmm. if you accuse that man at birth you must tell the doctor who you think the father is and if you accuse him, he should be made to come down there right then while you're still in there, and take that DNA, or say, "Yeah, it's mine," or "No, it isn't mine," and then still proceed to take the DNA, so that we will know who kids these are. Mm-hmm. Because you, the only person knows is the mother.
0: Sometimes,
1: because sometimes. she, she's the only one that really knows who she made love to and gave. Right that privilege
0: to well then some but that is true but then there's other instances where it's like i don't know because of you know timelines and stuff like that but i just i just feel like let me ask you this were there any days and and to hear you say there were days that i literally walked out of the courtroom and i was crying because i you know i And I would assume it was out of frustration. Now I'm going to ask, were there any days that you felt like you wanted to choose violence?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I I think I told you I dropped out of school in the eighth grade. I got put out here in Detroit at 14. I think you know what kind of guy I am. There's a lot of Detroit guys down there with y'all in Atlanta. (laughs) <laughs> and they my friends. <laughs> I'm from the streets of Detroit. And my neighborhood here in Detroit is in the middle. It's called Highland Park. So you tell people that I interviewed the guy for Highland Park, they just, not Detroit, but for Highland Park. All Detroiters don't come there. I don't care how tough they play with y'all. They not coming to Highland Park. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was a whole lot of days. And not against the young lady. I looked at the prosecutor. I looked at the judge. I'm like, something wrong with you people. Y'all not listening.
0: And that's what I... And it's interesting, very interesting that you say that. Because when this situation happened in Baltimore, and like I said, sadly, he killed the two mothers. But my thing is, okay, so... He kills the two mothers. He kills himself. So I guess from a state perspective, it's like, okay, well, we don't have to do anything because he did the part for us. So now we don't have to look for him. We don't have to, you know, arrest him or anything like that because he, you know, he did his self in. But my thing is, is that what happens when the, the guys stop? killing the mothers and then they come after like you said the judge the prosecutor the caseworker. you know and because these are all the players in this game so is that is that when we start listening when when it starts affecting the council so to speak you know why not do something about it now because you know you're killing the women or or do the women not matter as much as the council (laughs) you know what i mean
1: and let's go back and, 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 and touch what you said about mental health. The children now—they're going to hear the story of how all of this mess started over them. Now, where does that put them as grown adults walking in our society, and we wondering what's going on out here in society. It's a mix up of government empowerment, and all they thinking about is the cash dollar of it. You're not thinking about the players and the people.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. we gotta get we gotta get to a place that's why I'm telling the mothers and fathers we gotta get to a place where we help each other more than we trying to worry about a system playing games with us and then let me tell you something that I'm teaching about this crazy system that we live in the system is us the system is us every day we go punch a time clock we creating this crazy system that's taking advantage of us on the other end and you really talking about our Uncle Sam? Who is he? I don't know. I don't have an uncle named Sam. <laughs> I got three uncles. Neither one of them name is Sam. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These people are taking our money and putting us in a governmental trap, and we losing our kids, our women, our men. There's so many men in jail. How can you go to jail for not feed your baby? I just don't understand that. And I tell my elders, I'm sorry, sir, but y'all dropped the ball coming out of slavery. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm 57. They did. It's, I mean, you might laugh. and It might sound funny, but they dropped the ball. They were so happy to get out that you agreed to things that you didn't think about. What about our future? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, because that's what I fight for now. I'm not fighting for Carnell. I don't care nothing about me. I'm 57 years old on the sixth of this month on Monday. I was 57 years old. I got kids coming behind me. Mm-hmm. I got grandsons, five of them. So I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know if if we don't fight for their future, who gonna fight for it?
0: So what is your so you said you have a son and you got five grandsons. So Right. If you see, let's just hypothetically say that you see this going on in their life. What, and, and even though you had everything that you needed to prove your innocence in this situation and you still were not heard, what is your advice to them if they just so happen to encounter this type of situation?
1: Well, well, let me put this up for you. This is my actually biological son. Mm-hmm. As I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to find out if the 36 year old by DNA is mine, which I do believe by sight he is mine.
2: Yes. But he yes. has
1: a brother. <laughs> he has a brother older than him by my marriage. That's my son that I got when he was seven years old. Mm-hmm. So he has the five sons. Mm-hmm. Okay. This son here has, a, he left me a daughter. So I have five sons and a granddaughter now. The new child is supposed to have his own seven kids. So I will be getting seven more grandkids wow. after I take this DNA test. So I'm about to ha- I'm about to have some fun. <laughs> but to answer your question, what I would do, uh, and we have done with the five grandsons, every one of them that were born. We requested a DNA. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're not allowing the court to do it. We're doing it ourselves. So we'll know what we're dealing with if these are our children or these are children that we're just going to have to take in because she actually don't want to tell us. She says she don't know. But who knows whether she know or not. But if they're in the circle and they come to life, you have to be responsible. That's the way I look at it. Because I do, like I say, he's not my biological son, but that's my son.
0: Well, let me just say this, because I have seen on the course of me doing this show, uh, there was a... A show that I was watching and the, the the father said I want to take a DNA test not because I don't know that it's mine and I don't think that it's mine because I know that it is because they were in a relationship I just want it documented so that if anything happens I know that I have rights through this you know, DNA test because this is my child well instead of the mother saying okay yeah that makes a lot of sense she got offended because it's like you're asking me for a DNA, so you should know better. So, so what do you do in that instance when the mother's offended, but you're just trying to protect yourself? And, I,
1: and- I'm gonna tell you from my perspective, I don't care nothing about the offense. Not in 2022, we finna go into 2022. So all this didn't happen that they brought us to this place. We can't really put your emotions on the table sweetheart and worry about you being offended because too much has happened to the man there are men that are incarcerated for child support Mm -hmm. he should not be there no he
0: should not
1: he should have gotten some help he should have gotten job training he should have gotten counseling they should have gotten married they should have knew it was his baby and in some cases they don't even know if it's the man's child now, and he's incarcerated. Mm-hmm. That's so unfair. The way the system is built now, it needs to be reformed. It is unfair for a man to pay for it, I mean, to go to jail, and that be his penalty. he That be his penalty for not being able to feed his child. That's unfair. I don't care where, what state we in, where it come yeah. from.
2: Fix and that agree-
0: part alone. Right. Fix that because, part alone. Right. And I agree with you because, again, if you want me to pay something, but I'm in jail, how can I pay it if I'm in jail? Right. Right. And they need to you fix. Can,
1: you can get. You can. You can get so 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 critical that you can ask the children, "Do you want your father to go to jail?" or find a job, but not being able to pay some money that they quote unquote, I know some guys that has contacted my foundation and asked me, how do they put a price on what I owe in child support when I never had a job a day of my life? So where are you making your evaluations from on how much money this man really owe you? Mm-hmm. You just coming up with the number that you want to come up with and how do you get to that number? Mm-hmm. That's how bad the system is. If, if you go look at one of my videos, one of the judges told me, and her name is uh, Kathleen McCarthy right here. I protested against her. Uh, she's not fit for the bench.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: She's our chief judge now. Mm-hmm. But she told me for two and a half decades, I didn't take her serious about my situation. But I, my, my lawyer, the lawyer you spoke on, she didn't want me to respond to her, but I wish I had. And I will never miss the opportunity when you address me like that to allow you to get away with that. Because for two and a half decades, you didn't listen to a grown man. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Don't put it on me. Y'all made the lies up. The lady came down there and told you a lie. Then your process server told you a lie. And then the court just continued to carry out the lie without listening to me. I'm telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. and if you look back at my file from when I stopped going to school in the 8th grade y'all been lying on me ever since
2: mm-hmm.
1: you got me in prison with the lie mm-hmm. you, 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 you continue to lie on me why? what was the point? because mm-hmm. I had no support my mother was passed, you didn't know where my father was so you didn't care
2: mm-hmm.
1: he don't count, we, we do what we want to do to him and I'm going to tell you how, how delicate it is, I just informed my attorneys. that now, They changed my name and gave me Carnell Alexander. That's not my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not even my name. And we're working with that right now as I speak to you. We're working on that here in Michigan because they took my name that my mother made, named me and changed it while I was in prison and sent me home with Carnell Alexander.
0: So do do you feel like so you keep you mentioned that you only have an eighth grade education. So do you feel right. like that, that plays a part in the treatment of you or had so like had you been a graduate if you had a a, a diploma, a degree or anything like that? Do you feel like they would have still gave you this type of treatment in the system?
1: I I feel like they probably would have. But I feel like that's a great part of why they won't, uh, what should I say, Uh, concede, say we lost, say he's won, he's exposed to us, what we should be doing. They don't want to, they don't understand, who who is this guy? Where did he come from? Mm -hmm. How did we get him in here and he just won't, you know, because I made my own court dates after they gave me the felony. Oh, once I got that DNA, uh, I barged up in there. You don't have a court date today. Well, you're talking to me now, so we're going to have court. Okay? You, we, you, you can turn on the stethoscope and start typing if you want to, or you can leave it blank. It don't matter to me. But we finna have a conversation because you got me in here. I'm a taxpayer. You keep taking my money for a situation I have nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. And you won't listen to me. So yes, we is about to have court, or you can lock me up. Whatever you want to do. And you already seen I've been to prison twice, right? You seen that. So you're not scaring me with none of that. Mm-hmm. It's a playground with me walking in prison. Guys gonna be happy to see me back in there. They ain't gonna understand it, and they'll be like, "Okay, he back, and we finna have fun." Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I, I I I I I truly believe that that's the. Reason why they dismissed the whole case, because I've been all the way to federal court and they don't want to address it. And they let the federal court judge dismiss my case with prejudice so that I can't bring it back to even fight it anymore. So I got to fight in legislation. I can't even fight in the court system where I should be fighting to get compensation, get reimbursed, get everything through that court system. But they don't want to do that. Absolutely. And yes, I think my eighth grade education plays a part because I was very arrogant in telling them, you playing out of a study book. I'm playing real life. I don't know what y'all doing. You can't force me to do anything when you didn't even make me go to school. Mm-hmm. I was a great, uh, listen, I've played basketball with some of the professional basketball players when they were playing professional basketball and they wanted to know what school, what college and why I ain't. I'm in the pros with them. hmm hmm But now you want to make me do something? You should have made me go to school in eighth grade. You should have sent the children officer people that we had in Detroit back in my childhood days. They had a, a system called a children officer who used to come to your house if you missed two days of school and ask your parents, well, why your kid ain't in school? Right. I never got that with my mom died. Mm-hmm. You allowed my father to become a full-fledged alcoholic and not be responsible. You allowed us to move with my sister for one year, and she put me out. Mm-hmm. So think about what you all are doing, and I'm a great person to help you find some balance in this system so that you will understand what you're doing. But they don't want to talk to me because I was too arrogant. Well, maybe that. The,
0: and what you're saying makes too much sense to be right. So <laughs> that's right. probably one
2: of
1: who, the reasons. Who is he? We, we, we wasn't in class with him. Who, who is he? He wasn't in college with us. How is he, why he got all the answers? Because common sense is way more valuable to us as humans than mm-hmm. book sense. They're only teaching us in the book what's in that book. Who wrote it? Was they teaching us the truth? Mm-hmm. I had a bar I had a bar argument with a with an older gentleman a few years older than me, probably ten years older than me. And he told me that one night. And my friend's family owned this bar here in Detroit. And I was just talking to her about that on the holiday. She called for Christmas. She lived in Texas now. And I was like, you know, that guy that you told me don't argue with, he was so right. She's like, well, how you how you talking about he was right. I said because he told us that we believe that everything that our parents taught us is right. Mm-hmm. And at that point in life, I did. The 13 years I had my mom and the stuff that my dad taught before he departed from my mom, oh, I thought it was the real stuff. Mm-hmm. But who taught them? And as you look at society as a whole, and some of the things that are being taught out here in society, is totally wrong. Right. It's totally
2: wrong.
0: So, do you, do you have any like what, what what advice would you give to that mother who is bitter or upset or, you know, or, you know, anything and, you know, just, just so that, like you said, our men don't have to keep going through this just because he wants to be a father. Because being a father shouldn't be this hard. It, it really shouldn't be. So... For, for that mother who wants to get up and run down to the system, what, what would you say to stop her?
2: Be prepared
1: when you think about parenthood, be prepared that you mother, regardless to what he wants to do, can be financially and stable enough to be responsible for that child. Don't base you having a baby, which let me go back and say this before I even finish that. We should be married having these children. We should be then got together with that woman, learn that woman. And I'm only talking from a man' perspective now. Women can adapt this if they want to, but I feel men should be then got with that woman, learned that woman, established himself with that woman. That means you are both working on the same agenda. See, this is the disconnection when we both still on our ways from being our players and play X. We don't seem to come together for the child. But if you're working on a family setting, you will come together for your child. So first thing is we got to go back and be responsible enough to have a relationship, get to know each other and then build, you know, I got a great nephew and I don't mean to switch stories on you, but this is very important. I was at his house one Christmas, maybe three years ago, and he walked down the stairs and he had this beautiful young lady with him. And I didn't remember that he graduated with her Mm -hmm. and he went to his prime with her. Mm -hmm. They went off to college together.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow.
1: That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So he was on his way to the store with the young lady. My oldest brother was sitting there. I have seven brothers, six brothers. I'm seven out of the boys. Okay. I got six brothers. So my oldest brother and my youngest brother was sitting there. And I said, nephew, when you come back from the store, I want to talk to you. They sat there patiently, watched and wanted to know what I had to tell him. And I know they thinking about me being the street guy. I'm finna tell him some old player stuff. Yeah, you ple- I, I told him that's the beautiful thing y'all could have did. And everybody needs to adapt that. I said, what y'all need to do is help each other through college, establish your life, and then make a baby. Because then you know where you're going. Mm hmm. But Mm -hmm. we do it backwards. We meet at Family Dollar. We meet at the liquor store. We meet at wherever we meet. And we making babies. And we don't even know that person. Mm -hmm. Now you talk about, I don't know what this baby acting like. A mixture of me and you. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And I learned that with that obituary I just showed you. He was a splendid image of me and I taught him nothing about me. But he ran out here and thought he was going to do everything because he had heard what his daddy was. No, I'm not trying to teach you that, young man. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to teach you something different. And if we all take a break from being who we think we are and go back around and help that woman with your baby, whether it's girl or male in these days, our mm-hmm. women, are out of, our young ladies are out of control. Mm-hmm. In these inner cities where we live, this is crazy. We have too much gay stuff going on and I'm not gay I have people in my family that are gay. Do not take this out of perspective. Do not just let this be a strike against your show. This is Carnell Alexander talking but we have too much of that going on. And it's because the fathers in the I'm not paying attention. I got a a system I call the crack babies from here in Detroit. And I tell them, we was either selling drugs and we weren't watching our kids, or we was even using drugs and we weren't watching our kids. But either way, these are the grown folks now. And they showing the way. What are they really showing these kids? Nothing. And it's only so much time for us 60-year-old people left. So we need to get involved and teach our kids what we didn't teach them
0: right? so that they can
1: teach our grandkids, so that we can get our families back
2: together.
0: Well, I will agree with the, you know, like like you said, with the gay thing, I have nothing against it. I have some in my family, and, it, and it's fine. But I do feel like the agenda is pushed just a little tiny bit too much. Um, yes. Of course, in this world, it's acceptable now, and that's fine because to each his own, and that's a great thing. But it's like when I turn on a superhero movie, I don't expect to see a gay character, you know. And I just, you know, I just feel like it's a time and a place for that. And that's one of those instances where it's not a place for that, in my opinion. Um like I said, I don't have anything against it. I'm cool with it. It's fine. But I do feel like like you said, I and I agree the agenda is pushed just a little bit too much. It's okay to say that it's accepted. Great. And if that's what you choose to do, great. But don't force feed us that. Is what I'm saying. So
1: every you see every every black show, they add it in now. I'm like, "Why?" We wasn't, watching, <laughs> we wasn't watching Good Times with no gay characters in Good Times. You know, when Florida was living in the projects and they were trying to teach us and the Jefferson was trying to move on up, we didn't know Sherman Hemsley was gay at the time. We didn't know. No disrespect to you, Sherman, but we didn't know. But now, we gotta see two men kissing in every scene. We gotta see women, ro- you know, rubbing on each other in every scene. We, we shouldn't Oh y'all, we gotta get back to the basics, y'all. Right. That's the only way we gonna stop this, this madness that we creating. We creating our own madness and we paying for it. See, that's the part that we don't understand. We paying for our own madness. Right. When and we go punch these time clocks, go to these jobs, right? We pay.
0: And I created this uh, platform to let it be known because for some reason. Our black fathers are always labeled deadbeats. But who gave him that deadbeat title? The mother? So we just go with what she says. When in all actuality, he's not he's just not doing what you want him to do. But... listen, I I
1: appreciate you establishing this platform. And there's another woman who works out of Texas by way of Columbus called the Child Support Hustle. Have you ever heard of her? Her name is Kenya Rockman. She's on Facebook. She's on Instagram. She wrote a book. She wrote a book. You need to interview her. I cannot go without mentioning the child support hustle in this interview, where she will kill me. (laughs) She is, listen, she has flown me all over the country. She has paid for me, sponsored me. I just gave her an award too here in Detroit uh, a couple months ago. I had her come here and I presented her with a plat for her work, for her continuous dedication, for her motivation, for her support for men across this country about this, like you. Mm -hmm. Okay? So there's there's a platform for you women who understand because a lot of women don't understand. She created these t-shirts and they say fuck child support oh when i wear them i get crucified why would you wear that shirt well actually somebody gave it to me and it was a woman mm-hmm. it wasn't a man it was a woman and this is how she feel because in columbus ohio she tried to get her child's father off child support and they told her no and she was like why i don't need his money I'm, i got my own money mm-hmm but they didn't want to give up their part because they get 66% off each dollar that they give the woman. Wow. And they nail that to us. So if they charging you all, say three or four thousand dollars to, to to for baby birth, sixty-six mm-hmm. percent get put on that and charge to us.
0: So uh Wow, I learned a lot today. I I just want to know um, how are you uh, giving back to your community in regards to this? Um, You know, are you keeping the young men and the older guys as well educated on the system? And and are you? Yes, I am.
1: As often as I can, I put together some type of child support uh, protest rally. Uh, picnic. Like I said, I walked from Detroit to Lansing, which is 84 miles away at 52 years old. I did that protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm Consistently on social media, doing interviews such as this podcast is bringing attention to however I can. But the thing is, a lot of men don't want to fight because they're scared of the incarceration. I'm gonna go to jail if I come to that man. I don't wanna come out to that and da da da. But the thing about it is is like I told him, I have established myself with some great attorneys, some great support systems such as the child support hustle and various other people who will help us keep you out of jail.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We not when you come out to my protest, you're not going to jail for what? Mm-hmm. We're trying to address the issue. We're not running from the issue. We're addressing the issue. So, the, what 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 was needed is more men with great backgrounds, and we take this fight to Washington. Yeah. Fighting in our states, fighting with the courts. They're not going to do anything but what's in the policy that comes from Washington.
0: Exactly. Washington that, is the that's go ahead. My, well, that that was. That's one of the goals with this, is that somebody needs to see this. Listen to what the fathers who've been in these situations have to say, and let's figure out how we can even the playing field. If the mother wants to take the child for child support, that's fine. That's her right, I guess. But let's make it make sense now, because it, it none of it makes any sense. You
1: know, it's so it's so crazy that these mothers want all the leverage mm-hmm. he pays all the money he has no say so if he take his child without your permission and drive over to his mother's house and he didn't tell you he can go to jail why he pays 700 a month for that baby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you break 700 dollars down a month what is that 175 a week why I gotta pay that, and then I can't take my baby nowhere unless she say so. Or like you say, and if she mad that day, oh my lord, oh my lord, don't let, don't let you get that two hundred dollars up. She asked for that bike, and she knows she got the bike in the closet. And she, hey, look, I've seen it all. I got seven brothers, six brothers. I think seven, so I've seen it from all perspectives, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the ones who do to the ones who don't. To the ones who fight every day, to the ones who know how to do it together.
2: Right.
1: It's a beautiful thing to raise your child with a woman and the relationship didn't work for you all, but you can keep it together for the child, that's the best thing we need. And my first advice is to be married. That's what I say.
0: Right. If we
1: go back to the basics, we wouldn't have these problems.
0: And families. I I agree. Um, and again, like I said, it's just I, I knew it was I guess I want to say I knew this was a thing, but but until I actually watched it go on around me, I didn't know that it was this bad, you know. Um oh, it's so bad. Just to hear, even in my first season, just just to hear some of the fathers tell their stories and how one of them actually raised the child in his house and still continued to pay the system. Yeah. And, and was not it, on, taken off until the child turned 18.
1: You know, so, the, the system tells some of them man's uh, when found out through DNA, that it's not your baby. Well, you've been paying this long, might as well continue to pay. We, we don't care nothing about the fact that we now know that this is not your child. We knew that you was mad from the beginning. You didn't want to pay, but now that you're paying, you might as well go on the fish pan. Or my brother Anthony Sims here, who's a, uh, I think he's a right? Caucasian brother. Mm -hmm. $90,000 in the rear, and the child is not his. He never slept with the lady a day in his life. You need to look that story up. These people I can put you in contact with. I got phone numbers. I, I would like for you to interview the Child Support Hustle. I would like for you to interview Anthony Sims. And uh, I got a partner named Stanley Costin, who just lost 7000 He's the president of my foundation. He just lost 7500 about a month ago for a baby that ain't his. He's walking around with a DNA test, and they still taking his money. Wow. So I got stories. I just got to look all these people up and Find out where they where they at, because, like I said, I've been fighting it for seven years. Seven years publicly here in Michigan, but behind the scenes for thirty two years. Wow,
0: and and your and, actions and it, are certainly uh, your actions are certainly commendable, and for you to to fight this long and still be able to hold it together, you know, because some people can't oh, yeah. hold it together like you. They. It would have been either one or two things. They would have lost it and resulted to something else or just gave up and said, you know what, I'm over it. And and that usually is, is the thing. They just give up and let the system just do whatever they want to do with their lives. And it's not fair at all. Well,
1: I, I'll tell you this. At the beginning, I was very highly upset, highly offended. But where this fight has taken me, the people who I have met, like yourself, like Kenya Rockman, Child Support Hustle People, uh and several other organizations through this, I have met, has brought me to a balance where I take my spirituality and I put God first, and I say nobody but God could have put me in this place where all these lies. <laughs> and get somebody to fight. And who could they get to fight? A person like me, who don't care about none of y'all titles. And that's what they hate about me. I put in a suit, and I, I would like uh, I, I, I can't I'm going I'm to I'm text it to you, but it has from the governor to the human research lady on this lawsuit. And they knew I were, they knew I, they know I'm right. Mm -hmm. all of them handled that paperwork all of them should be responsible for this mess you created in my life Mm
2: -hmm. why
1: do i have to prove to you all that i didn't do a bunch of lies i can't prove that Right. it's already proof you know you've been based it on lies right right see because when you can look at a piece of paper and it says refuse to sign on the bottom of that paper. You see that paper I sent you where I'm standing in the newspaper with that paper. Mm-hmm. The bottom of that paper says refuse to sign. But the dates on that paper indicate that I was sitting in a prison in Michigan two hours away from my father's house. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you arguing about now? What are you arguing about? Now, here's this DNA test with zero, zero, zero chance of paternity on. What are you arguing about? Why aren't you listening to the person who's holding these documents Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: and trying to fix this? Right. Now, I jump up at 52 years old and walk 84 miles from Detroit. You still don't believe this person? What is your problem? (laughs) What you think he's doing
2: now?
0: Right.
1: Right. Several people around Detroit that know me say I was starving for attention, but I told him if I needed attention, what was y'all at when I got put out at 14 years old? That's when I needed attention. I'm <laughs> a grown man now. I don't need no attention. I need to be sitting down somewhere trying to relax at 57. Absolutely. And I
2: agree.
1: I don't need to be running around here doing all of this for what?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I got a 10-year-old granddaughter by this guy behind me. He left because he wanted to exit the world early. Hey, I shouldn't be hanging out with her. I shouldn't be hanging out talking about I'm going to go to georgia and fight i'm finna to go to Columbus and fight fight what mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we shouldn't be fighting this like you say what's the solution now
0: right why are they
1: asking that question
0: yeah because we tired of fighting now because so so we gotta we gotta figure something out so in closing i again want to thank you for sharing your story like i said your story was sent to me and now that i'm doing this i get all kinds of stories But I I really thought that yours was unique because I was just like, you would think that it would end at the fact that I'm showing you it's not mine. So let's let this go. (laughs) You know, Um, but I do again want to thank you for sharing your story. Um, If anyone wanted to look you up on any social media platforms or anything like that or to know more about your story or to join you in your fight, how would they do so?
2: Well,
1: I am the Cardinal Alexander Foundation. As I read on my chest, every child deserves to know his father. That's the ending statement. I only have every child deserves to know on it, but I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Mm -hmm. I had a a website but due to uh, falling out with somebody. I they crashed, and they had the, all the information. I won't do that again, but I'm rebuilding the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, my phone number, direct line, is 313-939-3447. One more time. 313-939-3447. You can contact me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, if I don't have time, I'll let you know, and I'll get right back with you, but in closing, I need all boots on deck, men and women, so that we can get a resolution to the problem that we have at hand is that this system is not working for us. And we need to put it together so that it works for us, so that our kids will have less responsibilities of worrying about Bobby and daddy fight. The fight is too big for the kids, and we're losing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Cause this is I'm chaotic. here with
1: y'all, mean.
0: It's chaotic now, so just imagine <laughs> when it, if if it happens when the kids get out there, it's it's really going to be a mess because it just seems. Hey,
1: like, I, th-
0: no I think about
1: go. the kids' mental state too. too. Yeah. I yeah. really do because you know some some of our kids are brilliant beyond their years of age. You Absolutely. you sitting there thinking you're really fooling that kid, and you're not. Absolutely, you're causing the problem. And then this is some of our abuse to you all from the boys.
2: Yes. Absolutely. My
1: father got a dog, but get a woman. I don't care about her. My mama did this. Some people hate their mothers for this. Mm. You know, the women don't think about that. You you you're you gotta understand some 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 it's just a mess, like you say, it's chaotic. I don't I don't have all the answers but we can get together and we can put them together and we can figure this thing out. It's easy.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you. I again. appreciate you. No problem. Thank you again. And and we'll, we'll talk again and I'll hook up with, you know, with your contacts and everything like that. So thank you again, everybody for joining me on episode one of season two. I'll see you next week again. I'm tying the show y'all have a good night.
1: Thank you.